Mostly rhetorical. I'm your host, George Clooney. And today we have another In Conversations with, and this week is with my great, great pal, Corey Fagan. He is a multi instrumentalist, multi talented singer, songwriter, performer, guitarist extraordinaire, falsetto master. He's a wonderful person and a great musician. And yeah, please enjoy Corey Fagan. Like, do you, do you give albums a chance? Like, do you, do you listen to them, like, one time, and then you're like, I don't like this? Or do you come back to it? Like, will something put you off immediately when you listen to something? It will if it's an artist I haven't heard before. What makes you come back to it, though? Oh, no, so I'm saying usually I, like, like I'll listen, like, to an album of a new artist that I've never heard before, and if I, like, don't like it, I probably won't go back to it. Unless I like, unless like enough time goes by, and then I, I'm, like, with a friend or something who's listening to it, I'm like, oh, you know what, this is... Actually, not that bad. It's yeah. pretty good. But on your own, you're like, nah. If it's yeah. like the first time around, you're like, no. It also depends on my mood. Because if I'm in a better mood, I have more patience and I can like sit through it. Yeah. I feel like your music would do well with that because it's so fucking easy listening, right? Have you had, like, obviously you have a lot of traction from your first song. And it's like your first song too. And it got on all those playlists, right? So do you think that's like, do you think that's like a pull towards your music because it's so beautiful and accessible? What the like, like, um, like that song pulling everyone to the rest of my music? Well, just like you said, like you have to be in a certain mood. Oh, but yeah, your yeah. music is very—it's like a John Mayer. Like you can listen to it whenever. Like yeah, it's, it's like not, easy listening. Yeah, it's not really put offish. So, do you think you have that kind of pull? Like for someone that's in a completely different mood, you—I feel like your music can suck someone in into that mood yeah i mean especially with that first song i feel like you could be in a bad mood and still enjoy that song but also enjoy it if you're in a really good mood is that fucking (laughs) jason mraz song (laughs) that i'm your song oh yeah dude that is eternally um anytime that comes on it can be like in a completely different fucking it's just like punk rock going on and that comes on and everyone's like okay i fucking guess dude that's like uh (laughs) like when i uh like growing up when I was at like overnight camp and you'd go to like, we had these like camp dances yeah, and they'd play like nonstop like pop music or whatever. But then like, like immediately after that, they would play I'm yours, Jason Mraz because that yeah. was like when it came out and everyone would like start freaking out and start yeah. dancing and just have a good time. The same with, um, I'm still blown away by the bleachers, not the bleachers. Yeah. The bleachers is the one guy, right? The one guy, Jack Andrew. The guy from Fun. Yeah. I think you told me that like last week. Yeah. It still blows me away that he, they did two Fun records and that one Fun record with like fucking Some Nice, like everything was on it. What's the other one? Some Nice. When We're Young. Uh, we Are Young. We Are Young. And Carry On. If you're Carry On, Carry yeah. On's a good one. Yeah. It's, yeah, they did two records, made it, that fucking song was on the radio as much as like... I don't even know. The only thing I can relay it to is like Old Town Road almost. <laughs> but I know it's not the same. I, I get it though. But it was like it was like three years I fucking heard some nights. Yeah. It just yeah. kept going over and fucking stop. over. It's, it's weird that like they just stopped after that album because something had to have happened. That's what blows me away. Cause, and then he just started doing Bleachers and I think the, the momentum from him being in Bleachers, maybe. But you, that's, the, that's not the lead singer though, right? That was a different guy. Yeah. 
I feel like the lead singer of Fun was like a really. He it felt like he was like an opera guy because he had like fucking crazy that, range. Yeah, that's just an in, insane voice. I used to like imitate it because I love doing like the really high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah, you do nail that though. Um, <laughs> Any harmony you do, just yeah. on like the fly for fun, it's like woo. That's how I got it. Just growing up, I'd make weird high pitched noises and <laughs> and that's and that's how I developed my voice. <laughs> He was on a song with, uh, he was on like one of the Eminem songs on uh, Marshall Mathers LP too. The singer? Yeah, the singer. Uh, I forget what it was called. It was just another like story song about Eminem and his brother and his mom showing up after like 10 years to take him out for burgers or something. I don't know. Did he just have like, did he actually do like a feature or did he do like a vocal, like a, like a melody? I don't know. It was, uh, it was like, a, I think he did, yeah, he did the chorus and he did the opening verse. So why'd you start doing music? Because <laughs> I'll just walk, I'll walk these people through it right now. So me and Corey met in Seneca, this independent music production program in like, I don't know. 2013? 2013, no. Yeah. Yeah. Tw- uh, my, yeah. No, it was earlier. It was 2012 because I went to- 2012, 2013. I went to yeah, school yeah. after that. Yeah. Because I took a year off after graduating in 2011. Yeah, me too. So it was like 2011, 2012 was the year off, and then 2012, 2013 was... What is that, nine years ago? I Eight hate years life. ago? <laughs> it's so long ago. That's ins- I think that's nine years ago. Anyway, um, yeah, and there was this point where we all had to show... Do you remember we were like sitting in a circle, and we all had to show what we did kind of thing? Well, yeah, that's, yeah that was like the whole program. Yeah, <laughs> was well, like we were always... Every, it was the first time, day. though. Like, it was the first yeah, time that yeah. we did it. Everyone was, like, so nervous. Yeah, I don't know what I did, but I remember hearing Kyle do something. You remember Kyle? Yeah, the 20-minute songs. Yeah, but but we played it, like, out loud. Like, this was when we were, like, playing, like, oh, guitar yeah, and, yeah. like, singing no, shit. No, I know some of them recorded it, though. Oh, did they? I know. Yeah, I guess that's it, true. Yeah. That's very true. But Kyle played something. And he looked so goofy. This is our friend Kyle McDonald. If you're listening, what's up, Kyle? Oh, um, there were two Kyles. I was thinking of the other Kyle. Yeah, Grover yeah, yeah. and McDonald. Right. Um, but he played something, and it was like, holy shit, man. Like, this guy does not look like he would be able to sing like this. I I don't remember how it went, but I also, like, remember it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, his. I just remember his sound being, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. It was, like, so nice. And it, like, immediately reminded me of Chili Peppers also. Yeah. It was just unexpected. Um, That's what you get, though, when you haven't really heard anyone. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's bound to happen. You don't know what anyone sounds like. And you did yours. Did you play yours? Yeah. You probably played yours. I remember remember what I did. What'd you do? It was just like... Well, it was a home. It was a homework assignment, right? Like we were supposed to write a song, or we were just supposed to perform it. I feel like it was one of the first days. Like we were just sitting there, and they were like, "Do it now!" Oh, then I don't know. Then I remember my first like homework assignment for songwriting. And then we, yeah, we all had to write something, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, it was. I think. I remember we had to have a tag in the course. I don't remember. Oh, and and the bridge had to be a relative minor. That's I I don't know how I okay. remember that, but yeah, I don't remember if there's anything else with the assignment, but I remember those two things. Um, what was I gonna ask? So your sound has always been. What would you describe your sound as? I mean, just because I love so many different genres of music, and like I want to write in different genres. If you really had to just like like the songs that are out right now, yeah. So we're, if we're pointing people to like I guess your like Spotify, soft rock, a little bit of blues maybe, and. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can like put acoustic in there. Yeah. Soft rock, acoustic blues. 
And saying ballparking that was like eight, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, do you think, what do you think has changed? What do you think you'd do differently now than you did then? Like not in terms of like getting better, because I think that's just, that's just a given, like getting better at, you know, singing, instrumentation, whatever. What do you think has changed about like the genre that you're doing? Do you think it's relatively similar? Um, yes and no. I mean, obviously like that type of music and like that type of like production style is still out there, but I feel like, I mean, only, especially cause like I, I'm at early days, I was modeling after John Mayer and he's even changed his style a little bit and he's got more of those like R and B beats mm-hmm. in the music. That's I think true. like they're starting to like combine those two genres together, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So that's, I think something that I would like to do. I mean, we kind of did that with coffee. We did. Um, it was just a slow song. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also just in the last nine years, I mean, I, I had a um, a wide range of music taste, but I think it it's gotten even larger. Yeah. So I think just grabbing more inspirations from different artists is like making me think about how I want to evolve the sound a little bit. Because it's so endless now. It's so like, um, what's the wording for it? I think because I feel like I was just talking to someone about this. It was like 2017 where just shit started like just getting crammed together like any genre. It really felt like it like it was like just got to a certain point and everything just changed. Yeah. It it felt like hip hop like seeped into everything, which I think it it always sort of was, but not as much as that time. Mm-hmm. It just it was just happening more often. Yeah. But you know you'd like you really noticed it. Yeah. And I think even with John Mayer changing his style up, I think that had something to do with it. Because I remember watching this like Instagram live, and he's like talking about SoundCloud rappers that he likes. Yeah, I. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like he listens to the shit, and it's like little, like Lil whatever. Like it's not even like big names. It's just like Lil Tuna or something. Yeah. You know, you know Lil Tuna. Just like little shit that you're like, what the fuck? How does he? Okay, I guess this is changing everything. Advocating for fish freedom. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's his, he's pushing that agenda now. When's his record out? A couple weeks. I think a week from Friday. Is it called Sabra? Yeah. That's so fun. It is, but it's like, it's weird. He's become very meme I think that's good, though, because I don't think you can go wrong with being meme because obviously look at fucking Lil Nas <laughs> Yeah, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> All you do is get hits with being a meme. Tell me what you want. <laughs> Or call me what you want, whatever what was it called? Call me what you want. Yeah. I didn't know where that was gonna go because Old Town Road was obviously like I have I haven't heard it since it was on every day. Like as soon as it stopped being like whatever, mm-hmm. pushed as hard as it was. Great song. I I am not knocking it, but I completely forgot what that song was because his new stuff is so fucking different and like laid out a bit more. It's not just like verse chorus, verse chorus, yeah, Billy yeah. Ray Cyrus feature. You know, it's a little more thought out, I guess, which makes sense because he's fucking a billionaire. (laughs) People are getting concerned because they think that music video is turning people gay. (laughs) What, the Old Town Road? No, the Old Town Road, call me what you want. Yeah, Montero or whatever. Yeah, so stupid. That's sick, dude. (laughs) It it should be. I'm gay because of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm now gay because of it. Then you go and you watch WAP and then you're back. You can, that's true. I, I watched that video. <laughs> my mom asked me to watch that video. What? Yeah. Or no, was it my mom? 
I don't know. It might have been my aunt or something. And we watched it. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, I thought it was over feeling weird around, like, you know, like sex scenes and movies with parents. And you're like, oh, you're probably both just like, yeah, it still would be the same. It came right back. Yeah. Especially with for that. Sure. It's a fucking three-minute sex scene, basically. Mm-hmm. It's sick. Mm-hmm. What a sick video. <laughs> I remember being uncomfortable. Like, I remember watching Batman with my dad when Robin kisses Poison Ivy. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> thinking of doing, Thinking of doing Seneca right now, because you said your thing was so John Mayer-oriented. And obviously, everyone knew my thing was fucking Blink-182. <laughs> it just never ended with I loved Blink. It. There was a portion of time where, like, I remember thinking, am I going to kick this? Like, am I going to get off of this music train of, like, Blink-182? Like, am I going to do other shit, you know? Little did he know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. But it's, like, almost like you got it out of your system. You just kept releasing music like that, and then it, like, slowly evolved. yeah. Which I'm super grateful for because I didn't know if I was just going to be like, well, I made punk music for a while, which I'd be fine with, you know. Well, it also came from you, like, getting really good at, at production and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I would have done this as as much or to this extent if I didn't, like, you know, fuck around with this yeah, like as that's, much. That's why, like, like, my, like, music hasn't, like, completely evolved in, in a while just because I haven't... Mm-hmm taking the time to learn production and kind of learn to do things myself. And I think it's the comfort zone thing. That's really weird. I was just telling, like I woke up the other day and I was like, just thinking how I need to get more out of my comfort zone with like music oriented things. And I was like, what, (laughs) what is that now? You know, like, is it just like, do you think getting out of your comfort zone in music is just like trying something completely different? Or do you think it's like a minor shift? It's probably a combination of both. I mean, you can go big and try and do something major or you make like tiny little adjustments and they add up to, you know, something bigger. But it's also like that was one of the like things that was good about Seneca, especially because I went back in 2017 for songwriting and everyone, everyone like had a different uh, genre they wrote in. So when you would do like co-songwriting assignments, you'd kind of like, Combine two different genres and create something cool. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I did get out of my comfort zone doing that, actually. But yeah, I agree. That is definitely the point. That's a good thing. If anyone's doing fucking trying to get into music education, go to Seneca, man. Seneca at sign York. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a little high. It was like a high school. Yeah. Seneca was like the smallest. It was all of York University. So like a university sized fucking building and then we had like one room basically yeah well we had a hallway yeah we had a sick hallway a couple classrooms some studios well the classrooms were studios but yeah it was very small yeah i agree though i think it's trying to get out of or like yeah collaboration i think is mainly what i should probably start doing i think i'm just too much of a fucking freak with like this song's done what's the you know yeah you're 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 a machine man yeah i think i need to slow it down once i write 30 more songs i'll be fine <laughs> i'll slow it down so like in like a week yeah do you have i don't even think i've ever asked you this us just hanging out but no um so next question um have you ever had a really fucking bad live gig like was there something that went like horribly horribly wrong well 
I not horribly wrong, but it was I had a gig at Free Times Cafe. You know Free Times Cafe? Yes, Free uh, Times in Toronto. Yes, Free Times in Toronto <laughs> on College Street. College Street in Toronto. College in Badina. College Street in Badina. Yeah. Um, I had a gig planned there because I go to open mics there a lot, and they were like, "Yeah, like come for a show." Mm-hmm. And like I guess like the communication was a little off, so there was no like sound guy when we got there. And like I, I had already like forgotten all the production stuff I had learned from Seneca just because I I was had not done it for a while, yeah. so I forgot how to like set up the sound system and do like the live sound stuff. Did they make you do it? Well, they didn't have a they. There was no sound guy. I guess like they I was supposed to tell them or they were supposed to ask me. Like I don't. It was just like miscommunication. But we it was just me and my buddy Harley who plays guitar with me, yeah. and we uh, we did it. Just straight up acoustic, not plugged in. Oh, that's all right. It was fun. It was just like it would have been nicer to have some sound going on. Yeah. And then this isn't really a gig, but in uh, an experience is all we're looking for. <laughs> in um, 20, oh, was it 2012, maybe 2013, whatever. Yeah, 2012, the one year Canada's Got Talent yeah. was around. It's actually coming back. Is there there was one year of that? There was one year. And then they took it away? Crap. Yeah, they took it away. Canada didn't have any talent. Canada had no talent, (laughs) I guess. Um, That would be the name of this podcast. Canada has no talent. But I wanted to to do an original song, but this is still before Seneca. So up until that point, I wasn't really happy with the songs that I had written. So you were like 17 or 16 or something? Uh, 17. I was like a month away from turning 18. Okay. And the night before the audition... I wrote like my first like good song. I thought I was like, and I still think it's a pretty good song. And I want to, you know, um, the corner song. Yeah. Stand, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I wrote that the night before, and I'm like, fuck, like, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna win Canada's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. And then I go into the audition, and it's at the Rogers Center. So you're waiting, you're waiting in line. Who are the judges? Well, it, 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 you didn't get that far yet. It wasn't like you walk onto a stage and Simon Cowell's there. Right. Was he? Do you know who the judges were though? In general, like whenever they mm, did it. No, just a bunch of like Canadian guys I'd never George heard. George <laughs> I don't think he was in it. But, <laughs> um, it was like multiple like tiny rooms in a place like in the. Ro- Have you been to the Rogers Center? Yeah, we've gone to Jay's games before. Yeah. You know, like. The outfield, there's like the ball, like you know where like the bullpen is behind the outfield. Mm. There's like little like rooms back there. Okay. So I went into this like room that's probably like as big as this room. It's a small room. Fuck, don't tell anyone. And there's probably like two people. One's like operating this like camera, and then there's like a. I wouldn't really say a judge. It was more like someone like facilitating everything, yeah. and then it was me and like probably like seven or eight other people and like to perform. Mm-hmm. So I go up and I get ready to perform and I just completely blank out those lyrics. I I just like I start playing the guitar intro. Yeah. And I just couldn't even start the song. Like couldn't even start singing because I forgot I wrote it the night before. Yeah. Right. And like I wasn't like very experienced in performing yet. So like I was nervous. It's terrifying. It was very terrifying. And I was like so embarrassed. But then I just broke out into Under the Bridge and they're like, oh it was good. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I know I'm not gonna make it Did after it have that. to be an original or no? No. Okay. I just like wanted to. Yeah. But uh, so that was probably my most nerve wracking performance. What happened after? Were they like, we'll give you a call or like you'll hear or like what was the, like how do they reach all these people? Like, are they well, they email? keep your information. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was like an email or a phone call. I mean, either way, I didn't get one, but, <laughs> but um, one of those. There was this time, this is like why I stopped doing uh, shows. 
there was this fucking show at a, I don't know where it was. I think it was on Queen somewhere or Dundas or something. And we were playing a steady hustle show. It was like me, Graham, and Nerve, I think. And I think I had just like, this was in 2017, I think. And I had progressively like been more comfortable with like drinking during shows. (laughs) And I just kept like going to the point. And this show was like, we were there like three hours before. It was just so early. So you probably drank a lot before. I didn't drink a lot, but I had like three or four beers, which is like, Enough to fucking... That's a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. And to, like, remember six songs and, like, talk to people. It's just like, oh, my God. And we fucking... We finally played, and I was just so fucked. Like, not not drunk, but I was just off the game, man. Mm -hmm. I was not on it whatsoever. Mid-breakdown, fucking step on the chord. Chord comes out of the guitar. Mm. I'm just like trying to put it back in and it's just like it's all oh, part of the show. Oh my god, man. It was so relentlessly bad. That shit happens though. I don't know. Well, it does. I've never seen a chord come out, but I've seen a lot of like broken strings, and yeah. straps falling off. But the worst thing was it was a spoken word night <laughs> and we just showed up with like amps and shit and just like fucked it Wait, up. So this was like a, a booked gig you had? I think so. I don't remember why we did it. This was like, we weren't really doing shows at that point. I think we had like just gone to. It was Slam Poetry and Punk Night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was, we had just done like something in like New Brunswick or something and came back. We're like, let's do an at home Toronto show. And yeah, it was so fucked, man. I I stopped doing shows because of that reason. Yeah. It it can be. It kicked my ass for like four years. It kicked my ass too, which is very weird, but. Now I'm kind of just like, fuck it, you know, just keep doing it. So I like, I, I think I've had like one gig literally like in the last 10 years with a full band. And then I stopped because like, I'm, I was so used to playing by myself for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's like a different game to play by yourself than to play with a band because yeah. it's like everyone compliments each other in a band but you have to do it all on your own like and you slap the guitar for for some rhythm and yeah. it really like freaked me out because it made me think like holy shit like do I even know how to play guitar yeah I remember how like to, doing it on your own no like playing with a band I'm like I'm like holy shit like does, this doesn't sound good and I know it's me like what yeah. what is going on I like you're so uh like oriented and being like the acoustic, like you're very good at being like the acoustic part. And like, it's not what I want to be though. Yeah. It's just what I. But you can't cover that ground though. Yeah, and it was just it's, it really is easier because you don't have to depend on other people. But it's also harder because you have to do it all yourself, and you don't have people to back you up, so it doesn't fill out the music as much. Yeah. But I remember like, I had well, I did one gig with them, like with a band at like uh, Markham Village Music Festival. And, like, that was fun. I knew there was, like, it was, like, a little off, but, like, it was my first full band gig, so I was like, okay. And there was another one the next week, but I think I had I had an anxiety attack before I left, and I just, I couldn't do it. And then I didn't have, I didn't do it again. I want to. You had an anxiety attack while you were playing or No, after? no, before I left my house for the gig. Oh, before like, I was you getting left. ready to leave for the gig, and I yeah. was just like, oh, like, uh, my heart started pounding and started sweating. Yeah. I think... Because I've had, I started having anxiety like after all of these shows and stuff. I'm wondering now, it would affect me for sure if I went to go do a show 
and I would definitely have fucking anxiety, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think it would, it would be, like, tenfold. I probably had it before, but I just was, like, fucking... Well, it's all also just because you haven't done it in a while. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like going out to talk to people after being stuck in your house for two years. It's true. It's still very weird. As I said, yeah, I did that thing yesterday with the Uber Eats thing. Yeah. And even just, like, someone was just standing at the door. It was like, <laughs> hi. Person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this yours? Okay, bye. And then run away. But I'm excited. I, w- I do want to try to do. Uh, I do want to try to do shows. Are you thinking you're gonna get into any more? Yeah, for sure. Like when things come back. It's just weird. Like, so we recorded coffee in September, mm. and that was. I told you. I I think that was like the last time I like really, like put in effort to sing. Yeah. Like I sing in my room or wherever, but it's all quiet. So like I really have to build my voice back up. So like I am really nervous to go back to open mics and start performing again. I know I have to do it though. How much do you how much do you prepare for like a show in a week? Like how are you practicing every day? Are you No, I should be. I usually like <laughs> just like it's just like how my whole life goes. I usually like stress about it for like two weeks and then put my set list together like three hours before the show. Maybe <laughs> run through everything once and, yeah. and hope for the best. Yeah, I feel like I never had enough preparation doing shows. It was it was always just like I would like to have it as like a uh, like this just this concrete thing where it's like nothing is going to go wrong mm-hmm. because I know what the fuck every it's just step stupid is. Stupid though, because like. You literally have to just take like the week before and you don't have to like dedicate the whole week to it. Just like a little bit in every day and like it'll go really well. Yeah. But like we're all just so lazy. (laughs) Don't do anything. You know what I think? I've been thinking about doing shows and with like this whatever catalog of music that I have under my own name, it's all, it's done like right here. Like I do it electronically. So it's not like I need like a fucking band or anything. Like I could just bring my like a laptop or like a USB and play them. And I was like, how do I practice for shows? And I was like, I guess I can just stand in my room and sing along with the Literally fucking... Literally what you have to do. Yeah, it's so funny, dude. Like, it's, I think that's the most hilarious picture in my mind is like, got a big gig coming up and I'm just standing in my room pressing play, yeah. singing I mean, along. It also wouldn't hurt to, even for just you, just to rent out like a rehearsal space so you can yeah. make it as loud as you can and kind of judge the levels. And mm-hmm. so at least you don't have to experiment as much when you're doing sound check at the gig. Yeah. You're still kind of winging, winging it if you're just practicing in your room. Yeah, it's true. I'm just kind of hoping I sound decent. I guess I could record it. You know, I could record yeah. the vocal. I guess I have all the technology here, dude. All you have to do is just get on that stage, press play, and sit down and listen. I like when people have like modern, maybe not modern, but like, like lip syncing was so like frowned upon, like in early 2000s and whatever. And now, like, the full backing, like, the main was vocal. Was it frowned upon, or was it, I guess it was, yeah. A lot of people did it, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that Millie Vanilli thing, but those weren't even the people singing it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. People are always like, oh, they're fucking lip-syncing. It's like, yeah, no one sounds this dope all the time, dude. It's so weird, like, it's not like, especially in hip-hop, at least, like, from what I can see. Like, I know there's, like, a lot of really good live rappers out there, but there's a lot that I see, on like, online, and it's just, like... They they press play on their song and then they like rap with it. Yeah, but like it's like you know the bat like the main vocal in the song is, is the same. There. Yeah, yeah. They don't even there. like turn it down or yeah. anything. I don't know. I think it's because I feel like with rap and like production being so like fucking punchy and like mixing and vocals like I do a shit ton to my vocals. Like, they'd sound pretty fucking weak if I didn't do as much as I did to them. 
So I think having like a backing thing just makes the experience for people like a little more exciting. That's true. Because if it was just you doing it, it'd still be great. Yeah. You know, if you were like a rapper or whatever. But I think having that like backing thing to give more of the energy. Well, it also depends like what else you have in the production of your show. So, I mean, the only hip hop concert I've ever seen was Chance the Rapper. Yeah. And that actually goes against what I was saying. He was like, he was amazing. Yeah. And like, did you see him when he did three? Uh, or a coloring book or whatever? Yeah, it was a coloring book tour. Yeah. Um, at Molson Amp. Was it Molson Amp? Was it Budweiser yet? Probably. Probably Molson Amp. Um, and he had like a live band and he was like just so energetic and the light, there was so much, so much color and, and he had like a nice screen at the back with a lot of cool pictures and that was a fun one. Do you think people need like, like an ex- a good example is our friends in this band called Kaleidoscope Horse. They do like, what are they? They have like makeup on, they have like costumes, changes like probably too and like all of this, uh, this stage setup. It's really, it's fucking super cool. But do you think you need to have that? Because I know, like, like bands, no, not really. Like, they have, like, a fucking flag of their own thing. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Bands, like, a lot of bands have their shticks. Shtick? Yeah, shtick. And I think, I guess as a fan, like, sometimes fans can relate to a certain shtick more. Yeah. Um, but then, like, eventually, like, it gets to a point where it becomes, like, gimmicky. Like, uh, like I love Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Do they do something like that? I said Van Fleet, like Fred Van Fleet. Van Fleet. Van Fleet. Is it Greta Van Fleet? Fleet? Flee? <laughs> Whatever. It's Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah, but they like dress like they're in the 70s. Like, Oh, they do do that. Yeah. They lean into it. It's. I mean, I'm sure it's like the label telling them to do that because that's like how their music sounds. But we're like 50 years past the 70s. Like, yeah. Dress normally. <laughs> yeah. Do you like them? I do. I do. I remember reading, was it Jimmy Page who like said he hated them just because they sound too much like him? But like, I love that. Like if, if Led Zeppelin's not going to make new music, obviously they're not. Yeah. I'll take Greta Van, sure. Greta Van Fleet. Like, come yeah. on. Like, Don't bag on this thing yeah. that like these kids have tried years to replicate your shit. I feel like that's kind of dumb. It's a huge compliment. John Mayer starts, 